there's a lot of misnomers and a lot of information online about real estate investing. And as you guys know, you can't apply certain rules of one area to another. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hey, Right Club Nation. It's Alfonso Salemi here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What is it, do you ask? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums. All the podcast episodes are there. Hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training, and education, and so much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, let's get to the podcast. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Right Club podcast. I'm Laurel Simmons, and with me is my co-host for today, Francois Lantier. And Francois, we are talking to Melissa Shipko from, da-da, from where? Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. Um, you and I are both based in Ontario, and it's always so great to talk to people from outside the province, different viewpoints, different uh, different way of doing things. And, um, you know, it's, it's just really good. She, we had a great conversation with her. But before we get to that, let's just talk a little bit about what's happening with the Right Club. So what are you up to these days with the Right Club? Yeah, so there's some exciting stuff happening on the website, Laurel. I'm sure you're, you've heard about it, but... Uh, so there's all kinds of activity. I'm seeing more people go on and join our free community, which is free. There's never anything free. So join right now. <laughs> join. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's therightclub.com. If you haven't signed up, it's really easy. Just, just click the, the join now or join here. I don't remember the name of the button, but it's pretty clear. And uh, we'd yes. love to see you. Lots of content for you to, uh, to take advantage of. And we have events coming up. So check out our events calendar. And uh, we're just, you know, we're just happy to see everyone. So um, I think it's time to get to the interview, don't you, uh, Francois? Yes, can't uh, wait. So welcome, Melissa, to the Right Club podcast. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. So, Melissa, you are from Edmonton. What's it like in Edmonton these days? Just give us an overview, a, a bird's eye view of what's happening in, the, in your city. Yeah, uh, it's very, very hot market. Uh, it is that way uh, in a lot of places across Canada right now, but definitely here in Edmonton, we're experiencing that. Um, we're seeing marginal influx in our uh, average market pricing, but definitely a huge influx of buyers. It's been uh, lots of houses coming online, lots of people buying. There's lots of great deals to be had. And um, with interest rates, I think that's really motivating people. And uh, it's been very exciting. Yeah. And I think I've been keeping a close eye as well. I'm very curious because the average house price or price of a house is very reasonable. I don't know if you could, well, for me, it seems very affordable. <laughs> Could you tell us maybe like, I don't know, three bedroom, two bathroom, double car garage, what it could go for? Yeah, sure. So uh, your average um, single family home uh, list price is about 425 
and you're seeing the condo average list price in at around 210 and townhouses around 343. So those are our averages and uh, it's definitely a very affordable market. So it's, is it fair then to say that it is still a seller's market and, and are, are prices or are properties going for uh, over asking or are they sort of fluctuating around the asking price? It's very dependent. I would say typically what I'm personally seeing is uh, depending on the property, if it is a very desirable property, you're seeing multiple offers come in on them. Um, and that can be anywhere from two to six offers. And properties are selling um, very quickly. Within the first week, they're locking down the offer and the deal has, has gone pending. So that being said, there's still a lot of properties out there if there's not a super high demand for them, but there is still interest. Um, you might still see a decrease after negotiations of around five to 10,000 off of purchase price. So you're still able to navigate that a little bit, but which lots is a, lots of activity. That's amazing for investors because that means we're able to buy properties and they can cash flow, which is kind of a rarity in many Canadian markets. So, and I, I know you produced a really cool list that you, uh, you send out of some good properties to look at and. Yeah, I do something called Melissa's deals. And so depending on how busy I get, I try to get it out about once a week. Um, and there are properties that um, are suitable for investors. And that's everyone from the person who wants to flip a property to somebody who just wants turnkey buy and hold. And I put estimations out on what purchase price is and what the expense of the property is versus the income that you make. And so you can see um, quick calculations of how the property actually performs. So yes, if you're looking for something to cash flow, typically you're in and around the purchase price. You don't want to go over about 430. So that's uh, still very much doable in our market to, to achieve that buying a property under, under that purchase price. So are you finding that you're getting a lot of out of town or even out of province uh, investors coming in? Because that, that, I know it was like that, not you know that many years ago. Um, I knew, I knew a lot of people who were investing in Edmonton in that area, um, say five, 10 years ago. What about now? Is it, is it still the same or, or is it, are most of the transactions um, being carried out with, you know, Albertans or, or people from the Edmonton area? Uh, that's a great question, actually. So I would say for me personally, um, having that niche in investment real estate, I have about an average of probably, I'd say 20 to 35% of my clientele um, and my standard transactions are with people from out of town, uh, primarily British Columbia and Ontario, where the markets are very different. Um, and so it's very dependent on what that person's trying to achieve for their portfolio goals. So again, this is typically people who are looking for something that is turnkey. So usually newer properties or new renovated properties, so low maintenance, that is easy for the property managers to lease out to qualifiable good tenants. And so I have a good team here in place. And a lot of my clientele from out of town have often never even set foot in the properties. They do a lot of videos. I do a lot of support that way. Um, so they're not feeling that it's a challenge for them to be so far away. Um, but yeah, I would say about 20 to 35% of my regular clientele are coming from Ontario and BC. 
That's excellent. I love long distance investing. Personally, that's something I, I do because I go where the cash flow is and <laughs> it's not at home right now. So, so that's really cool. And what's a better like investment property? I think like here I'm in Ottawa. So multifamily is really good as single homes or houses with like a secondary apartment don't do so well. But I think in your market, that's a very different story. It is, yeah. So uh, Edmonton is a very uh, supportive city of suited properties, and they make the information readily available so people understand what that looks like. And that is the more desirable to have the single family detached with the additional suite. So that might be a basement suite, or even we're seeing a lot of garage suites now. And because of that, there's, there's a big demand for it. People are, are looking for housing where they can enjoy a yard and, and be out of the apartment setting. So uh, we do have a demand for that with our tenants. The tenant profile here likes it. And, and what about things like, like coach houses or, because um, we've been learning a lot about that lately, uh, you know, the people putting either um, a secondary building like you know structure on the property or you know you can call them anything you want granny flats granny suites uh, uh in-law structures i don't care what you call them but it, does that happen in uh, edmonton and is it even allowed because a lot of some municipal some municipalities don't allow that yeah so uh again edmonton is a, a great city for looking to redensify older mature neighborhoods um, especially those that are in downtown people are wanting to get in there and those communities um, are typically populated with more senior um, individuals and the school systems there are, are not as crowded. Whereas if you're going more into the suburbs, the school systems there are, are seeing overwhelming amounts of students. So Edmonton being proactive was uh, very aware of that and needing to redensify those older communities and bring the families back. And in doing so, they're very supportive of, um, for example, garden suites or garage suites. They're basically the same thing. It's a suite over top of the garage. Uh, so that is allowable. And depending on your lot size, you can also have on the same lot, a garage suite and a single family detached with a suite in it. So you could potentially have three dwellings on the one lot. Another thing that Edmonton did recently was pass a bill that allows the, what we call here in Edmonton, a side-by-side -side duplex is one roof with two side-by-side -side units. Um, and those units have basements. And so they've allowed the, the owners of those properties that they want to suite the basement. So you can take a two unit and turn it into a four unit. Um, and that was, that was recently done. So there's been a lot of that. There's also been a lot of purpose built side-by-side -side duplexes because of that bill that's passed. Um, and a lot of those again are coming into those neighborhoods that are looking to redensify. So you're going basically from a, a duplex to a fourplex, which is for, for um, investors, that's a major gain, a major advantage, right? Yeah. So if you're curious, I'll give you some kind of bare numbers on that. So you can pick up a dated side-by-side -side duplex um, for high fours, low fives, high fives in that range and, you know, if the investor comes in and wants to do the renovation, you spend, you know, one to 200,000 to sweep the property and you have a fourplex. 
So, you know, the numbers can be very appealing um, for investors to want to look at that strategy. And just stay away from any lumber, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, uh, more serious. <laughs> more seriously are there like requirements with parking i know here like you need 1.5 parking per unit depending where it is is that something the city is also kind of lenient about because you have an existing house sometimes you can't tear down things to pave more yeah so parking of course is the challenge so edmonton actually because we see a lot of snow here. Uh, we have road bands that come on in the wintertime, meaning that where people could normally park parallel at the front of their property on the street, they can no longer do that when they announce a street ban. They have to park in their in the back, in the garage or whatever. So this definitely presents a problem when you're trying to have multifamilies on one lot. So uh, having an awareness of zoning and understanding what what the city expects and having a good eye for properties that have ample lot space to create parking. So it's a very good question and it does pose a problem here sometimes as well. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Building Stack. Building Stack is a software and a platform that helps make our lives so much easier as real estate investors and landlords and building stack actually helps us from anything from collecting rent finding tenants filling vacancies communicating to our staff and our tenants and anything from even signing documents and leases online there's so much more as well and they're a great solution for any portfolio size i mean even if you have like one or two properties or hundreds of properties there is going to be an opportunity for you to utilize this to make your lives so much easier. And as you know, I say work on the business, not in the business. And this is a great software to be able to do that and manage your portfolio as efficiently as possible. So visit buildingstack.com or email sales at buildingstack.com. And also make sure to mention the right club because there is a great promo and a discount that you get for that. So again, buildingstack.com and mention the promo code, the right club. And now back to the show. It sounds like, though, that uh, Edmonton is very investor-friendly because some cities aren't. Some municipalities just aren't. Um, or, yeah. or, or they'd like to be, and they're still, you know, graph, they're still sort of acting as though it was 25 years ago. <laughs> and bureaucracy sometimes takes a long time to, to change, but it sounds like it's really, really a good place to invest. So Francois and I were talking before uh, you hopped on, and he said, oh, maybe I'll move to Edmonton if Melissa can give me enough encouragement. So Francois, are you moving to Edmonton now? I if you can convince my wife I'm going right now I'll board the first plane seriously <laughs> I'm ready I'm going to be homeless yeah. July June 15th so this will date the podcast but anyway uh yeah I'll be homeless by then so I Edmonton sounds very appealing <laughs> I know a really great realtor Francois and I've got the thing that'll make you commit are you ready for this yes no land transfer tax <laughs> I'm in and Income tax is lower and then uh, the no provincial sales tax. Like, yeah, it's very tempting. And I mean, for investors, that's a big deal. I mean, you're spending five, ten thousand dollars every time you keep buying a property. So what's the catch? Is hydro super expensive or where do they get you? <laughs> 
Well, I don't think that we're probably that much different from the rest of Canada. Utilities are expensive. We're paying carbon taxes and, you know, it, it gets pricey regardless, right? But uh, if you want some numbers on that, I always tell my clients you need to budget about $450 to $500 for an up-down suite for all of your utilities per month. And that will carry you through the averages between the summer and winter months. So that's what utility costs are here. <laughs> So but I'll give similar. you another little, sorry? Very similar across the okay. country because I have I have East and well now West with you and yeah, it sounds about average. Yeah, it's just utility costs. I don't think they'll ever go down, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so you have to budget for that. But um, another great positive of the Alberta and Edmonton is that we are... Um, our laws for tenant landlord are very supportive to landlords. And I've heard some remarkable tales of how challenging it can be, um, you know, out East to raise rents or to evict a tenant. Um, and, and those struggles can be very scary and daunting to investors. You know, it's great to get into something, but how do you manage things when things get ugly? Because I always tell my clients too, you know, your real estate shouldn't be exciting. And if it got exciting, it's probably for the wrong reason. You want to have a great tenant. You want to have a great property and you don't want to have to be on the phone dealing with problems all the time. So I like boring real estate. <laughs> and uh, it's nice to know that we do have um, laws and a board that, that is supportive of protecting that asset. That's excellent. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> and it's even bad for the tenant, like in some provinces where it's really hard. Uh, landlords do become slumlords because they can't afford to fix anything because they yeah. can't increase rent or they have bad tenants that are not paying and there's just no recourse. And Melissa, you're an investor yourself. So can you give us an idea of your portfolio? Like what, what do you invest in? This will be very telling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so my husband and I started on this path um, about 13 years ago now. Uh, we don't have a huge portfolio. We, we did things at our own pace. We started out uh, shortly after getting married. So, you know, we factored in a couple of kids along the way and um, have careers in life. So we currently own 14 properties and we do self-manage everything. Um, and we were very, very strategic in how we planned out our, our strategies. And of course, it's always market specific. And we've been through a few different changes with lending rules and, you know, market changes and this and that. But um, we, in the course of 10 years, we were able to build and pay off our dream home. Um, and Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. In uh, our real estate portfolio, um, it gives us the freedom to enjoy uh, time as a family. We spend a lot of time camping um, and we have a lot of dirt bikes and quads and we go out into the bushes and, and real estate has given us the ability to, to have the, that time with our family. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, we want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away. 
Thank you so much for this opportunity. We as Elevation Realty are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Wright Club and we have been attending since the second Wright Club. We are an investment focused, high volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we are very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the right club, find flips, single-family rentals, duplex conversions, three and four unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow. A little bit about myself, if you haven't heard, personally, I've scaled over 300 doors in the last two years, which has given me a ton of experience in analyzing all the deals that may come across my desk for you. So if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to us at 905-592-4220, or you can email us at admin at elevationrealty.ca, that is admin at E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, and let's sit down and create your investment dream portfolio. Guys, and I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work. Now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. So if someone wanted to invest in, in, in Alberta, or in Edmonton specifically, um, what would you advise them to do? Now, say, say it's me, and I'm saying, okay, Melissa, I, I don't really know much about Edmonton. Um, uh, I, I really want to invest out there, um, but I don't know anything about the city. And I'm thinking maybe a duplex to start, maybe something I could um, convert to a fourplex or it doesn't have to be. Um, what, what would you say to me? Where, where would you, ha- how would you work with me? How would you have, have me start on this little journey? Because, you know, as an investor, especially when you go into a new market, um, it can be scary, right? Because you're dealing with so many unknowns. You just, you just, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And you, how do you know it until you know it? That kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great question. Uh, typically, what I like to do is just sit down and have uh, a really straightforward question. I like to know what my my clients' goals are. And there's a lot of misnomers and a lot of information online about real estate investing and as you guys know you can't apply certain rules of one area to another and I think that that's the most critical component is really understanding okay I want to get into this market but I don't know about this area Um, and so that's part of what Melissa's deals does so I always tell people just sign up on there I have people who will sit on there for six months um, and then all of a sudden they'll pop up and they'll say okay I want to come and look at real estate And what it does is it helps people to understand, okay, I know now what it costs to buy a rundown property and renovate it. I now know what it costs to put in a basement suite. I now know what it costs to buy a brand new turnkey property in a neighborhood that I want to be in. So the biggest part is not knowing where to buy it and getting distracted and attracted by what appears to be a deal um, that at the end of the day, could end up costing you more than the deal's worth because you bought in a wrong location or the wrong type of tenant profile is going to live there. So the properties that are in Melissa's deals are ones that I would actually buy myself. Now, personally, I invest in Edmonton in multiple different locations, and I also invest in surrounding towns. Um, I find the bedroom communities that surround Edmonton have been really great for good quality tenants, and I don't typically see a lot of rental movement there. Um, 
great properties. A challenge in that area could sometimes be property managers who don't always want to go out to those areas. But that's just an example of, of how I teach my out-of-towners what to look for, how to understand it, and how to evaluate it. Yeah, and you, you did address a point that I, I, I had in mind. So since there's no rent control, there's fewer rules, I find that it's a bit of a double-edged sword. So vacancy, tenants can leave a bit more easily than here. So because they know they, they have, they can negotiate a bit more, there's different things. So how do you address that? Like vacancies, are, are there things you put into place or, because that's, that would be something very new for me. If I did like Laurel, I want to invest at Edmonton. I'm not used to vacancy like this. Usually I have waiting lists. Yeah. Uh, this market honestly has been great. Uh, but honestly, in the 13 years I've been doing this, it's extremely rare that I'll ever have a vacancy. Um, I've had plenty of tenants who are like, okay, I'm four months into my lease and I have to break it for whatever reason. Um, and in dealing with that with my tenants, my number one response is, okay, you know, I don't need to force you to live in my property. That's not what I'm trying to do here, but you have to understand that we do have a legally binding contract in place. So Mr. Tenant, I'm going to work really hard to find a replacement tenant. I need you to make sure that that property is immaculate because as soon as I find a replacement tenant, I will release you from your lease. And if you clean it and give it back to me in perfect condition that I gave it to you in, I'll return your damage deposit. And almost every time I get keys turned over, I get it released and everybody's happy. So this business, as much as we buy and sell real estate, it's a people business. So you have to really navigate, you know, those emotions of people. And so if they're, for whatever reason, they have to move, it's, never a benefit to try to make them stay. And the minute you say, well, you're legally have to pay out the lease, you know, now you have to fight on your hands and it's negative. So always, you know, reiterate and reinforce what is legally expected and then put the sugar on top with what you're going to do for them to help them. And it works every time. Yeah. And even things like, well, I mean, the difference between Alberta and Ontario, for example, is Damage deposit. Well, gee, we can't have a da damage deposit in Ontario. That's illegal. <laughs> can't. Nope. Oh, really? Nope. You cannot ask for a damage deposit. Nope. 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 So there you go. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but you're right. It, it, typically, a, a damage deposit here is the equivalent of one month's rent. Oh well, we can ask for first and last month's rent, but we cannot apply it against damage. No. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, <laughs> different, different strokes for different folks. That's just the way, just the way that it goes. Um, but I think you, you are right when you say that real estate, investing in real estate, it's not about the, the property and the structure. It's about the people because without the people, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be buying the real estate, would we? No, it'd be pointless. You're really just renting out air the bank owns it you're just releasing out a box of air <laughs> yeah and you're, and you're trying to make a, a, a some profit on it so that you can create your own wealth because you're providing a service it's mm -hmm. as simple as that absolutely and i actually talk with my clients a lot about that is that you know you have to look at your real estate portfolio as your business you're going to marketplace um what does your product look like identify, you know, any person in sales, you know, if you've gone to any type of sales training, you're expected to identify who is your perfect customer. Well, do the same thing with your tenant. 
who do you want to rent to? What does that look like to you? What do the what do those people visualize them? What what do they do for work? Where do they go to school? Like, what does that look like? Because that is going to make it easier for you to communicate with that client, that customer, um, and treat your your product um, well. You know, take good photos of it. <laughs> you don't you don't go on Amazon and see a dark nasty image and go, oh, I want to buy that. <laughs> So, you know, I always say present your product and, and you'll have good clientele. Yeah, that's so true. I see so many bad listings and yeah, dark pictures, all the curtains are drawn and people want bright and airy, no matter which market, they may put curtains and <clears throat> block everything out, but that's their choice after they've moved in. But before moving in, people want bright, clean, airy, safe, uh, a good a good spot. So where do you advertise for your tenants? Or do you have any tips for that? Like what's, what's your strategy? Yeah, so uh, there's a, we use Rent Faster, which is a website, rentfaster.ca. Uh, we also use Kijiji and that's free. Um, and Facebook Marketplace is great because then you can creep on your tenants. <laughs> so it really helps in the application screening when you can go on there and go, okay, Every picture you have, you are doing a keg stand. So no, you can't live in my house. <laughs> like the profile I was looking for. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know what, Melissa, we could talk about this for, a, gosh, a good hour, but the time is going really, really fast. So we're going to go to our lightning round now. And this is the stage where um, we just ask you a quick a question and you, you know, answer it without without you don't have to think about it you just just give us an answer they're not scary questions just four questions so i will start this week's lightning round is brought to you by butler mortgages canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row if you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home reach out to daniel Patton and michael zanzini from butler mortgages you can do that by calling 905 569-8326 or toll free at one 888 And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Here we go. What is the best advice you've ever received from another investor? or at a networking event? Uh, Don't take advice from broke people or people who aren't actually doing what you want to do. (laughs) It's so true because that's how, that's the advice you usually get the most of, unfortunately, when you get started. Oh man, you shouldn't do this, but do you own any rentals? No, well then I have nothing. Yeah, don't talk to me. Exactly. (laughs) Totally agree. So next question, what's your favorite resource for real estate investing? It could be a person, a podcast, a book. Um, Resource. Well, I am a realtor, so I get lots of resources from the MLS. Um, But I actually really like um, looking at a few different economists online um, and just kind of watching and seeing what's, what's going on in the world and and quick little snippets. So Google is great. Yeah, Google. Google's everyone's best friend, right? So what do you think is the, the, 
the one attribute that has made you successful? I'm sure there are many, but can you pick one for us? Um, I have a saying for myself, uh, when the going gets tough, it's not that saying, but <laughs> uh, anything I've ever done that I've worked really hard at has always happened. It's always been a success. And so when things get really hard, I just say, you got to work harder, Melissa, because it's going to happen so long as you work at it. So um, it's kind of a mantra, I guess, that it just really sticks with me. Um, and I'll tell you my favorite saying as well. And I say it all the time to my family, my children, my clients, don't ask, don't get. <laughs> so if you're feeling something, if you're unsure about something, if you're looking to write an offer and you want to know, don't ask, don't get, because you have to speak up for yourself. Yeah, so true. So I'll have to ask you about moving to Edmonton. <laughs> Please but, do. <laughs> but it's so true. If you don't take action, it it's on it's everything. And if you worst case, you get no. Well, the the more no's you get, the closer you get to a yes. So it's it's so true. Or maybe you needed to hear the no. Yes, sometimes <laughs> it's like, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So our fourth question is: What do you typically do on a Sunday morning? Sunday morning, we have uh, pancake breakfast around our house. Uh, so that's uh, a big, exciting thing. We like to have a sleep in and pancakes. Uh, but I have recently got a smoker. So my Sunday mornings have been um, getting my smoker preheated and ready for whatever my day's project is lately. <laughs> wow, that sounds really good. I mean, uh, I love smokers. I don't have one yet, but I'd really like to get one. So Good for you. It sounds like it's going to be fun, especially as we head into the summer months. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So Melissa, where can people reach you? So you've got Melissa's deals. And so, so, so let people know where they can, where they can find you, how they can contact. Yeah, so if you just go melissashimco.ca, um, there's a investor tab. Click on it. It'll tell you what it's all about. And it's just a simple form. It's just name and email address. And you can just hop on there and get Melissa's deals. All right, and just just so that people know, if you're listening and not not watching this, that um, Shimko is spelled S H Y M K O. Correct. We just gotta make sure That's that right. is, you know, it's how can you tell just by listening? Um, That's true. Yeah. So Melissa with two S's, one L, and Shimko S H Y M K O. Melissa Shimko all right. And is there anything else before we leave uh, that you would like um, uh, the right club community to know about? Any last tips, advice, guidance? Uh, I think it's great what you guys do. I love the education component and, you know, people got curious about investing and I always tell people, um, you know, real estate is extraordinary. Uh, if you buy it right the first time, you'll do it two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you'll keep going and it becomes a part of your life. If you buy one wrong, you'll never touch it again. <laughs> so be strategic and surround yourself with people. Like I say, that have done it that are doing it, that have a good track record because there's lots of people out there who have done it, but they've also done it wrong. So, you know, you really wanna make sure that you're getting all of those questions answered and you may not know what those questions are. So that's why you need people in your corner that get it. So the, the right club and what you guys do is fabulous. And uh, I applaud you for, for your efforts and, and your community. I think it's wonderful. 
Well, thanks very much, Melissa. This is a great chat. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> All right. Bye for now. Cheers. Bye. Hey, Laurel. So what did you think about Melissa's comments and feedback? You know what? I just I just found her so down to earth and uh, straightforward. And this is the way it is. And uh, it, it sounds like she's really got a good head on her shoulders. She's an experienced investor herself. She and her husband sat down and and figured out what they wanted and how that how real estate was going to fit into their lives. And as she said, real estate should be boring because if it's not. Yes. <laughs> If it's not boring, that probably means it's exciting for the wrong reasons and nobody wants that, right? Um, yes. And you, and you know, the other thing, the other lesson I took from her, and, and you and I talk about this all the time as do other other people in the right club, but it's, it's getting, surrounding yourself with the right people, right? Like get those people who know what they're doing, who've been there before you, who have the expertise and the experience and sometimes the credentials because if we're talking about professionals like mortgage agents and brokers and, and uh, real estate agents and brokers and, and um, lawyers, we can, we can all find them. But if they're not, if they don't specialize in investors, you can, you can end up in some trouble, right? Absolutely. And that's why the, the right club is like a, an, a Rolodex. So we have our right partners on the rightclub.com where you can find out who Laurel works with. Like it doesn't say works with Laurel, but I'm sure there, there are people you vetted. We've vetted as a group yeah. and we know they're experts. It's same with the like podcast guests. I mean, there are people that were selected for a reason. And Melissa, I can't believe her. She built her dream house and it's all paid off. And it's like she said, thanks to all her real estate investing. And it's only over about a decade. So yeah. that's, that's amazing. It really is. And, uh, you know, I wish that we were all like that. But, you know, what really struck me is when she was talking about the Edmonton area is, is how reasonable the um, yes. <laughs> prices are. Like, geez, for a, I'm thinking like for what, roughly say, say 700,000, you know, give or take. Um, can you imagine like, for heaven's sakes, here in, in Ontario, you're lucky you buy a garage in downtown Toronto for $700,000, let alone a place that could be a fourplex. Yeah, and good tenants and new and renovated and all kinds of great rules too. I love that in Edmonton, you can build an apartment over your garage, like it's probably a detached garage and another possibly a, the third unit in the backyard. So that sounds amazing. Yeah, lots of opportunity. So um, everyone who's listening, I hope you go and just check Melissa's um, uh, website out. And um, hey, let us know too what you think of our podcast. Just rate us uh, because the more you rate us, uh, and we, we're really, come on, let's be honest here. We're hoping that you're going <laughs> to give us a good rating, but that helps us get, get known in the, in, in the podcasting world and people will find our podcast. And that means more people will listen and we can, we can help more people and our community will grow. So we'd really appreciate it if you rated us. And I think with that, uh, Francois, we'll call it a podcast interview and we'll talk to you later. Yes, come grow with us. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.